I was reading the autobiography of Ben Petrick the other day, more about who he is in a minute, and I came across the following lines. The Colorado Rockies sent me to the Arizona Fall League. One day I'm sitting in my apartment there and typing on my computer when I realize my left hand has a slight tremor and is trailing my right hand. I hold my hands up and I wiggle my fingers like a magician saying, hocus pocus. My left hand is significantly slower. I soon notice that on long jogs, the toes on my left foot start to cramp. I see a team doctor who has no answer. Well, my brothers and sisters, that team doctor might not have an answer, but I sure do. Ben Petrick, you have Parkinson's disease. And how do I know that, aside from the fact that I'm currently reading his autobiography? It's because the three symptoms he mentions here, the hand tremor, the inability to type quickly, and the foot cramp when exercising, those are the very same primary symptoms that I have, which is noteworthy because there are lots of symptoms of Parkinson's disease. There are lots of other symptoms that the two of us could have and which other people with the disease do have, but we don't. Ben Petrick, by the way, was a catcher and a top professional baseball prospect in the mid to late 1990s. Most experts thought that Ben Petrick was all-star and perhaps even Hall of Fame material. The guy was that good. But his career was over almost before it began when he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 1999 at the age of 22. I count my blessings, at least I was diagnosed in my early 50s. I mentioned him today, I mentioned Ben Petrick and his current physical condition to make a point about signs. The Colorado Rockies team doctor who examined Ben in 1999 didn't know what was wrong with him because he didn't know how to interpret the signs. That is to say, the symptoms that he observed in Ben's body. But I do know how to interpret those signs. Quite frankly, I wish I didn't know. I know what they mean. I know what their significance is. I know where they point, which is right to Parkinson's disease. In today's Gospel, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, talks to us about other signs. Other signs that we need to know how to interpret. These are the signs of the end. The signs that will precede his second coming at the end of the world. But since many of us, perhaps most or all of us, will not be around at the end of the world, unless, of course, the Mayan calendar happens to be right, but since we probably won't be around at that end, these signs can and should be applied to the moment of our physical death, because that will be, for us, the moment when Jesus comes again, when he comes again personally to us 
to be our judge. Jesus says in that text, There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. Now there's a passage that has much more meaning for us, right? Right now than it did a couple of months ago after Hurricane Sandy took place. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. A couple of things to notice about what Jesus says there. First of all, the signs he speaks of. Celestial phenomena, turbulent seas, terrible storms. In other Gospels, he talks about things like earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars. All of those realities are, to some extent, always with us. For example, we may not have Hurricane Sandys all the time, thanks be to God, but we do have some pretty nasty nor'easters around here quite frequently. And the same is true for most of those other signs that Jesus mentions. And that's precisely the point our Lord is making here. Since these signs are, to some extent, always present, we need to live as if he could come again for us at any time. Because he could. As he says there, we need to be vigilant, we need to be ready. There's an old song by Tim McGraw that has the line in it, Live like you were dying. The song's about a man in his 40s who gets diagnosed with a terminal illness. And his message to his son is to live life to the fullest on the natural level, to live, in other words, like you're dying, like you don't have a lot of time left here on planet Earth. Because you know what? None of us does. Even if we live another 70, 80 years, those of us who are 50 and beyond know life goes by pretty quickly. Where did the years go? I think most of us say that kind of thing at least now and again. Well, as Catholics, we would say that this same message could be applied and should be applied to the spiritual dimension of our lives, to live like we're dying. Because although our physical bodies aren't going to last, our souls will live on forever. And Tim McGraw in that song actually points to this truth about the need for ongoing spiritual reform, for ongoing repentance. When, he's, when the father in the song sings the words, I loved deeper and I spoke sweeter and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. It's not a coincidence that this gospel is being read on the first Sunday of the season of Advent. During this time of the year, these four weeks, we are supposed to be focusing on not only buying gifts and preparing ourselves to commemorate the coming of Christ at Christmas 2,000 years ago, we're also supposed to be focusing on preparing ourselves to meet Jesus Christ when he comes for us again either at the end of time or at the end of our earthly lives. That's why both Father Judice and I will be hearing confessions every Saturday for the next three weeks from 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. No better way to prepare to meet Jesus than by confessing your sins. I just thought I would throw that in.
Let me close my homily today by pointing out that there are three different reactions that Jesus mentions in today's Gospel to these ever-present signs in the heavens and on earth. The first is confusion, the second is fear, and the third is confidence. Confusion and fear are experienced by people who don't know how to interpret the signs and who consequently are not prepared for the Lord when he comes. As Jesus says here, on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed, that is to say confused, by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright, in other words, of fear, in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. But the men and women who do know what the signs mean, and who respond to them with faith and repentance and true conversion, these people, the text indicates, can be confident, even in the midst of the chaos. Jesus says to them here, but when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. May the Lord bless us, each and every one of us, with that kind of confidence always and especially at the end of our lives.